This past Sunday, we began a brand new series called All In. Say All In. in. Our tagline for this series is United for the Kingdom. Our purpose uh, in this series is to gather laborers. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 9, verses 37 and 38, Jesus said, he said, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Jesus said the the harvest, the potential is great. It's fast. It's, It's unending. There's no limit to its potential. See, the problem is not with the potential. See, there's no end to the needs that could be met of people. There's no end to, to, to people who could be reached. The problem, though, the problem is with the laborers. The problem is a lack of workers. Now, last Sunday, we talked about being united in our commission. Today, we're going to, going to, we are going to address being united for our church. How many think that's a good idea? Amen. That we ought to be united for, for our church. I'm going to make three statements about the church today. But before I do that, I want to clarify this. And that is when I say church, when I speak of church, I'm not talking about a building. I'm talking about people. I'm talking about us, right? I'm talking about people who align themselves together as Christ Follower, So remember that. Well, here's my first statement that I want to make this morning, and that is this. And that is the church is important. Do you believe that? The church is important. Listen to these scriptures. Uh, Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 25 through 27, Paul writes, and Paul says, Christ loved the church. He says he gave up his life for her. In order to make her holy and clean, to present her to himself as a glorious church without spot or wrinkle or blemish. And then in the book of Acts, chapter number 20 and verse 28, it says, it says, Christ purchased the church with the price of his own blood. So based on these scriptures, would you agree with me that, and agree with my statement that the church is important. Let me say this this morning. Its importance was proven by the price Jesus was willing to pay for it. The price was his very life. The price was his very own blood. The church is important. Listen, if it was important enough to Jesus that he was willing to die for it, then it ought to be important to us as well. Listen, the church should not be treated like some common, ordinary social club where its members show up when it's convenient for them. They pay their dues, enjoy the amenities, and make social connections. Hear me. Hear me. The church is far more than that. It ought to be treated as valuable. It ought to be treated as necessary. It ought to be treated as significant. And I'm not just talking about going to church. I'm talking about being the church. But that being said, let me address the importance of going to church as well. You know, some people say, well, you know, I don't have to go to church in order to be saved, in order to be a Christian. Well, that might be technically true. 
But listen, if you do so, you would be ignoring the clear instruction in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 25 that says to not forsake the gathering. The what? Do not forsake the gathering of the saints together. And here's something else. People who don't participate in a local church typically don't do much for themselves spiritually and certainly do not do much for the kingdom, typically. Oh, I understand it is absolutely, totally possible to feed yourself spiritually and grow in maturity as a saint on your own. It is possible. And it is possible, it is possible on your own to have some kind of ministry and do something for the Lord. But the fact of the matter is, the fact is, it's much more difficult. And listen, listen, very few actually do it. Here's what I believe. To not attend and participate in the local church is to devalue it. And how do you in good conscience devalue and ignore something that Jesus paid with his own blood to establish? Here's what I know this morning. Its importance to us personally is determined by its priority in our lives. Here's the truth. If something is important to us, we make time for it. Well, I'm too busy. Well, you're not too busy to do this, this, and this, but that's important to you. I said, if something is important to us, we make time for it. We, we prioritize it. See, see, if it's important to us, we make an effort. If it's not, we make an excuse. And, and please don't misunderstand me this morning. Please don't think that I am trying to guilt you into coming to church and guilt you into volunteering some of your time and talents. That is not my intent this morning. I'm trying to challenge you and help you see the importance of the church. The big C church, the church universal, the church as literally the body of Christ. Absolutely. But also the importance of the local church. I'm trying to get you to understand that if Jesus was all in for it, we should be also. So my first statement I want to make this morning is simply this, and that is the church is important. Now my second statement that I'm going to make will give you a very good reason why. And that statement is this, the church is impactful. Why is the church important? Because it is impactful. Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 through 16, Paul writes and he says, now these are the gifts, the what? Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. Their responsibility, say their responsibility. Their responsibility is to equip God's people. Who? God's people to do his work. Who's supposed to do the work? God's people. What is, what is the pastor, the evangelist, and all of those supposed to do? Equip, right? All right, let's, let's read it again. These are the gifts Christ made, gave to the church, the apostle, prophet, evangelist, and pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and to build up the church, the body of Christ. And this will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Verse 14 says, then... 
then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part, say that, as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Man, I could spend a month right there in those verses. See, God has designed the church in such a way that it will have an incredible impact on all who encounter it. It will impact its own members, and then its members will impact everyone they encounter. Now, in the verses that we read, uh, Paul says some incredible, incredible things about the church. First of all, he says that God has given the church some gifts. And these gifts are pastors and teachers and prophets and apostles and, and evangelists. And these gifts to the church are for equipping the members of the church to do the ministry of the church. Let me ask you this this morning. How can you get equipped by the ministers of the church if you don't go to church to get equipped? If the ministers of the church are the equippers, then we ought to be coming to church to get equipped. I think it's funny how some people will leave the church saying they were not getting fed. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is they hardly ever showed up at the table. I mean, no, if you're going to eat, you got to show up at the table, right? Amen. Paul also says that these gifts or ministers of the church will help grow you and mature you and develop you in the faith. So without these ministries and their impact on us, we will be easy prey for the devil. We, we could be easily led astray and deceived by all manner of false and erroneous teaching. The church and all it offers is very important because of its impact. In fact, in fact, it has the potential to impact every part of our life. Yes, amen. Not just talking about the church universal, I'm talking about the local church as well. Has the potential to impact every part of our life. Listen to these scriptures, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12 through 26. Follow along on the screen. This is some incredible. I, I should have just read a couple of scriptures today, man. I mean, he, Paul, they just laid it out so good and so clear, so incredible. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 12 says, The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, some are free. But we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, but, and not just one part. If the foot says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not a hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not an eye, that, would that make it any less a part of the body? And if the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, 
how would you smell anything? But our bodies make, our bodies have many parts and God has put each part just where he wants it. Man, that, that jumped out of me when I read it this week. God has put each part just where he wants it. I know it's talking about the physical body, but it is also talking about the body of Christ. We're all a part. We're all a body part. And God has put us exactly where he wants us and exactly where we will be most effective. He goes on in verse number uh, 19, how strange a body would be if it only had one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we, reg- we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen. While the more honorable parts do not require this special care. So God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. Did you get that? If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. Wow. What an incredible, incredible analogy. The church is the body of Christ. And just as a human body needs every one of its members in order to function at its best, And just as every single body part has its very own separate and distinct function. And just as each one of these body parts are missed if removed or sick or inactive. So it is with the church. So it is with the church. Every single member is needed. Every single member has a function. And when even one single body part is not functioning properly, every other body part is negatively affected. Have you ever stubbed your toe? Was it just your toe that hurt or did your entire body feel it? Let me ask you this question this morning. Which body part is most important? Well, if you need to pick something up, it would be your hands, right? If you needed to go somewhere, it would be your feet, right? If you needed to figure something out, well, it would be your brain. See where I'm going this morning? See where I'm going? Every body part is important. And you don't miss that body part until it's not there. And then it's incredible how much that you depended upon and how effective and what a blessing that body part was. I've told you this before, but some of you have never heard it, but it fits right here. I remember years ago hearing a man talk about his father. His father was a, what was a pastor, he, old time Pentecostal uh, pastor, man. And his, his dad was a prayer and his dad was used in the gifts of the spirit. And his dad had a powerful ministry. And, and, but one day his dad decided that he wanted to ask the Lord, which body part he was, where do I fit in the body of Christ? What body part am I? And he felt like that the Holy Spirit revealed to him that he was the big toe. And he wasn't very happy to find out that he was the big toe. 
He was offended, and he, he, he said to the Lord, he said, well, well, what do you mean? I, I, I'm the big toe. No, I'm a man of God. I'm a preacher. I'm a man. I, I'm, I flow in the gifts of the Spirit. I've seen people yield when I've prayed for them. I'm a man of God, and you tell me that I'm the big toe? And he said he felt like the Holy Spirit revealed to him the big toe gives balance to the body. And so he went around telling everybody, I'm the big toe. <laughs> I give balance to the body. Amen. See, all of us have a place in the body of Christ, his church. Each body part has its own unique and needed function. Let me ask you this morning, are you, as a body part, are you fulfilling your unique function? Does the body of Christ, listen to me, listen, does the body of Christ need to file for disability? Because some of its body parts aren't functioning properly. Why is the church so important? Because it has the potential to be impactful, but not only does it have the potential to be impactful, in fact, it has the potential to impact every part of our life. I could stand up here for an hour and list the potential impact of the local church. See, see, most people who get saved get saved in a local church. Most people who get discipled get their discipleship through the local church. Most, you know, uh, people get their spiritual, social, and emotional needs met. Where? In a local church. Our kids get taught. Our kids get taught. Their spiritual foundation is established by and large and mostly and much. Where? From the church. Sunday school, children's church, VBS, kids crusade, kids camp, right? Amen? Our youth, our youth get love and support at one of the most critical seasons of their life. Man, when those kids start turning 12, 13, 14, 15 years old, man, they are, you know, I mean, we're a mess at that age, right? All of us were. I can't imagine where I would be today. I can't imagine where I, what I would have turned out to be if it hadn't been for the effect of the local church when I was a child, as I was a kid, and as I was a teenager. Amen. Hey, we get married and buried church. by the church. We get instructed about marriage and finances and parenting and leadership, and the list could go on and on and on and on. The potential impact is limitless, and we all have a part. Sometimes when we come to church, it's the worship. It's the worship that lifts us up. Oh, we've been in depression, or we've been in despair, or we've been in the, you know, we've been down or whatever. And we, oh, we get into the presence of God as a, as a worship team leads us into the presence of God. Sometimes it's the worship, oh, that ministers to us on a Sunday morning. Sometimes, sometimes it's the sermon. Oh, oh, it encourages or informs or answers a question that we've been struggling with. Sometimes it is the fellowship, the fellowship that we, that we get out in the lobby before or after church and some during church. (laughs) 
Maybe it's the fellowship that we get after church when we go out with somebody to a restaurant and we listen, we need each other. We need the church. We don't just need the global church. We need the local church. We need one another. Each body part is needed and each body part is needed by all the other body parts as well. Church is impactful, but here's the plain truth of the matter. Its impact will be determined by its partners. I'm going to say that again. Its impact will be determined by its partners. See, just as a physical body, the body of Christ, the church, listen, the health of the body will determine its effectiveness, right? See, see, we are much more productive when we are well than when we are sick. We can produce far more when every body part is well and functioning properly. Oh, much better than we can when we are nursing a sick body part. Listen, let me say this this morning. People, people who are not consistently attending a good local church are missing out on much of the impact that it could have on them and their family. And those who are not consistently attending and participating in some kind of ministry are making the church less impactful than it could be. Because God has gifted each one of us with gifts, with talents, with abilities. He's gifted us. He's, he's, he's made us so that we can be effective. Oh, there are some areas we can barely get by, some areas we do pretty good at, but there are one or two areas where we shine, man. We are good at it, man. We are the go-to person for it. Listen, we need to find out those go-to places in our life, and we need to get them plugged into the local church because, yes, it is effective, but it would be far more effective if everyone would use their gifts, their talents, and their abilities. Well, the truth of the matter is we need the church, and the church needs us. Let me make the third and final statement this morning, and that is the church is impregnable. Impregnable. The word impregnable means unable to be defeated or overcome. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 18, Jesus said, he said to his disciples, he said, on this rock... I'm going to build my church. And he said, the gates of hell will not be able to prevail against him. What rock? Well, some erroneously think he's talking about Peter. Peter, upon Peter, upon you. I'm going to build the church. I'm on you. Peter, the rock. No, 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 no. What rock? The rock of revelation. Say revelation. Revelation. The rock of revelation that was spoken by the Holy Spirit through Peter. When Jesus asked asked the disciples, he says, hey, hey, who's ever, what's everybody saying about me? Who do people say that I am? And they just started saying, well, you know, uh, you know, some say that you're Elijah and some say that you're John the Baptist and some say you're this and some say you're a great and that and somebody else. And then Jesus point blank asked them, but who do you say that I am? That's what everybody else is saying about me. I want to know about my followers. I want to know who do you say that I am? And Peter, anointed by the Holy Spirit, supernaturally, answers the question by saying, you are the Christ. Christ means anointed one. 
You are the Christ. You are the anointed one. You are the sent one. You are the Messiah. You are the one that we've been looking for. You are the Savior. You are the answer. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus responded to Peter and he said, on this rock, on this rock of revelation of who I truly am, that I am indeed the Christ, that I am indeed the anointed one, that I am indeed the Christ, uh, the son of the living God. Upon this rock of revelation, Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell are not going to prevail against it. Hear me this morning, the church, the true church is impregnable. It's unstoppable. It's unable to be defeated. Hear me this morning, people, the church will persevere with or without us. I said the church is going to persevere with or without us. The truth is some are going to get discouraged and drop out along the way, and some already have. And some will be unable to withstand the persecution that has already arrived, but will intensify. And some are Christians in name only, and they will soon be exposed. But I'm telling you, because Jesus said it, Jesus is going to have himself a church. I said, Jesus is going to have himself a church. And that church will be effective. But only those who are all in will be able to stand the pressure that is coming. The question I have for you this morning is, are, are you all in? One last thing about the church this morning, and that is, listen, it's a privilege to be a part of its success. It is a privilege to be a part of its success. First Timothy chapter one and verse 12 says, oh, Paul says to Timothy, he says, I thank Christ. I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has given me strength that he considered me faithful, anointing me for service. What was Paul saying? Was he saying, what was Paul saying, recognize me in what I do for the church? Was he saying, give me a plaque or a ceremony or a salary for all I do for the church? And if I'm not recognized, if I'm not called out publicly, I'm quitting my ministry because I'm not appreciated. Is that what Paul was writing? Is that what Paul said? Maybe I'll even leave the church because I have not received proper recognition for all I've done for that church. Nope. Paul says, I thank God. I thank God for the privilege to serve. Boy, it got quiet in here. Paul said, I, I, I count it a privilege. I count it a joy. I, I count it an honor to serve. I'm, I'm thrilled, Paul writes, that, that I have a place to use my giftings and my talents and my energy. I have a, oh, I have a place to find fulfillment. Oh, 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 listen, there's a lot of people that are not getting fulfilled at work and they're not getting fulfilled in other areas of life. But oh, let me tell you, one of the most fulfilling things in all the world is to be used of the Lord. To be able to minister, to be able to make an impact, to be able to, to, to positive, positively uh, affect somebody's life. What a, oh, there's nothing more fulfilling than that. 
Listen to me this morning. I don't have to serve. I get to serve. I don't want you this morning. I don't want you to to sign up this morning and serve if I've got to twist your arm and beg and plead and guilt and make you feel bad at all. Listen, that's not what it's all about. I want you to understand how important that the church is. I want you to understand how much impact that the church has the capacity and the ability to have in people's life. And then I want to give you an opportunity, an opportunity to use your gifts, to use your talent, to use your ability, to use your finances, give you an opportunity to affect somebody his life in the area of ministry. Oh, don't serve because you have to serve. Serve because you get to serve. Oh, find joy, find fulfillment in using your God-given talents and abilities in order to be a part of the success of the local church. How many of you still love me this morning? The takeaway for the message this morning is this. To be all in also means to be all out. What do you mean by that, Pastor? To be all in also means to be all out. All out of excuses. All out of criticism. All out of complaining. All out of complacency. To be all in also means to be all Father, I just pray today that you'll take this word this morning. Oh, Holy Spirit, would you do a work? Would you begin to place a a yearning, place a a desire, place an excitement? Wow, I could actually... I could actually be used. I don't have to be a preacher. I don't have to have a good voice. I don't have to play an instrument. There's something in me or something about me or something that I have that could be useful for the kingdom. Absolutely. Absolutely. The average Christian, the average church attender has no clue what it takes just to pull off a Sunday morning service. It's amazing. It's, it's, it's incredible. It's unbelievable. You ought to sit where I sit. My office, I have a window and it faces the back part of the, of the, uh, of the parking lot. I get here about quarter to seven or seven or so. About 7.45, somebody shows up. 7.30, somebody shows up. 745, somebody else shows up. About 8 o'clock, just uh, people just start showing up. 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 And for those of you, I want to say thank you. I, I don't want this to all be about challenging new workers. I want to say thank you. We couldn't do it without you. We definitely could not be as effective as we are without you. And I want to thank you for your sacrifice and thank you for your service. But also, I want you just because you love God and you love his church and you love being involved and love being a part. Amen.